Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty to noon on three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand as well. Um, demand us. We um, we won't be too demanding about it. 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present and acknowledging our Indigenous elders, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com you can text 61401-078-981. You can look for me on Twitter at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. And um, you can also look for me and Out of the Pan on Facebook um, um, for and comment underneath. Well, at least if I can remember, I, don't, I think I've got to copy over to the Out of the Pan page. We'll do multitask as we go. Um, on the show today, catching up with Carl Catter, the LP candidate for Higgins, where it's all happening. Um, Jason Ball in there for the Greens, um, a pre- previously safe Liberal seat, which has well been the proverbial blue ribbon seat for years. We'll find out what's going on in there. Um, but opened up today, well, from breakfast at Sweethearts, with Cole Chisel's Goodbye, Astrid Goodbye. I know why we played that, because it's goodbye to short days and cold days, of the year um, in terms of the winter solstice having passed in the southern hemisphere. Or do you believe that's not the case? Um, Yes, we um, said goodbye to it because it's nearly the end of the financial year and we're saying goodbye to that. How about a Brexit? Yes, goodness me. Um, What an amazing situation there. Um, And I don't normally go into major editorial type of stuff, but I feel like today, goodness me, um, got to do it. What's prompted me is, yeah, I'm someone with two Jewish parents, which makes me of Jewish background. I, when they were alive, of course, had four Jewish grandparents, three of whom um, they managed to um, get out of Europe. In the 1932, my Mother's father was in Poland with my with three siblings, my great uncles and great aunt. And I don't know how you say it in Polish, but they said we're getting the hell out of here. If anyone who does speak Polish can um, say, um, tell me what that is, please um, get in touch with the show by the means mentioned just a few seconds ago. And my dad doesn't talk about this a lot, but his parents got out of continental Europe in the 1930s and got to the UK. My um, great 
my grandfather and three great aunts and uncles um, got into um, Australia in the 1930s. All good. People welcomed um, foreigners and immigrants. We'll have a song from Penelope Swales about that um, later in the show. Um, Quite an interesting situation. And therefore I feel it is appropriate for me to comment on what I saw with Brexit. This is the same sort of nationalism that hit Germany in the 1930s. And of course there's that famous quote about um, first they came for the Jews, but I was not a Jew, so I did nothing. Um, And then they came for the communists, and then they came for the journalists. Let's adapt that to 2016. Um, You know, first they came for the immigrants, but I was not an immigrant, so I didn't do anything. Martin Niemöller. Um, Then they're going to come for the socialists, um, which reminds me. Um, If anyone's down in the city today, um, please feel free to um, get information into us as we go live um, on what's happening at the demonstrations. Let's hope it is peaceful um, um, rather than any violence from any source, um, whether it be left, right. And I've heard allegations that sometimes there's unprovoked responses from some elements of police. Um, Need to be wary of that too. But um, the thing is, 1930s, well, we didn't have as much communication and means thereof as we did today. That's why I've decided to be a bit more an unusual, more or sort of editorial approach. We can do something. I can't turn around Britain. I don't have an immediate answer for that. But we can get back to some basic decent human values rather than just thinking selfishly and with fear. I've got an idea. Why don't we go for the opposite? Why don't we think with compassion and empathy and courage? And we can do that, sure, in our day-to-day lives. It may not be an answer to everything, but we don't have to. We can create our own leadership, positive, win-win leadership. That's how we do things in our day-to-day lives. I go out during the week as part of my work and talk to people who work with a diverse population and just being, I know it sounds cheesy, but just being nice to people. Check out Miller's clip, M-I-L-L-A, about a young trans person who just sends, ends by saying, be kind to people. It might sound cheesy, but can make a difference. And then when we're kind to people and we don't bring people down because they're of a certain minority group, that's a good start. And when we respect other people and can have debates in respectful ways, we're off to a good start. And so... I, don't, I will never, ever, ever tell anyone what party to vote for. What I'm going to say is, look at, check in. It seems interesting that in the two days since the Brexit result became clear, um, about just over two days, I'm allowing for the time differences, um, all of a sudden there's been a huge Google search um, from Britain, increasing Google searches, what will it mean if um, we Brexit? And it's sort of like people going, oh, Oh, what did we do? Eek, Ike. Well, we have a chance, of course, next Saturday to make sure we don't have to go eek, Ike two days afterwards. We might be able to do something different if we just stop and think and drill a bit deeper than the headlines and the two-word slogans. Meaningless two-word slogans like political two or three words. Um, that's for the coalition voters. Um, the two-word ones are for Christian Democrats um, type voters. Um, and... Um, 
you know, we can stop and think and ask what our values are, what we really want that would be a win-win solution. doesn't matter which party, but really put it in those terms. And I think that will help give a better result where at least we won't be going, eek, like, yikes, what did we do two days afterwards? Hopefully um, we'll have some good some news, obviously, on next week's show. But we need to look at what we're doing. Um, and I want to tie this also to the grassroots of the rainbow brie communities, as I call it, bodies, relationships, identities and expression. During the week, you know, I've, I've had, there's been a few things happen. Um, I've had to block a person on my Facebook because of their rude and just destructive behaviour. This person is now trying to get at me through friends. One contacted me and I've just had to tell them, look, I've had to block them. It's selfishness. I've seen comments about from, and this happens within trans and gender diverse, where we have the so-called, what I call the, and I have to use this term, surgery supremacists saying they're better and the only issues we should be thinking about are surgery. And I've heard some of these people say that non-binary people don't have health issues. Um, some non-binary people still need some medical or want some medical or surgical intervention to get to their particular needed combination of body identity and expression. Um, you know, I've seen some trans and gender diverse people post things on their Facebook wall about if you don't like our country, leave it, which is to me posting a racist meme. You know, let's have a little bit of empathy beyond our own situation. We also have situations in the broader Brie slash LGBTI soggy communities of where sometimes, yes, we do have what is called the rich white cisgender gay men dictating. But I also think we need to be careful of going back the other way and sinking into selfishness. And it was what has made me mention that is during the week a white cisgender gay man who has been through terrible things such as domestic violence and homelessness was accused of being part of that rich elite. Sorry, no. Let's treat each other on our merits. Isn't that what we in the, the Brie communities wanted everyone to do to us in the first place? I thought it was. And let's put those principles into our daily life, in our work, when we go out and do something where we just give a little and not just take. Could be an approach to think about. And then maybe we won't be going eek, 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 and we won't be doing so many goodbyes and all the rest, but we might um, really be doing some positive stuff, which could be more beneficial. Have a think about that during the week. All right. Um, let's have a track that links from that. Love your comments on that, by the way, um, throughout the show, um, through all the various means of communication, um, such as Facebook, um, Twitter, um, where I think I've just had a tweet. Um, and thank you, Linda, for um, saying, um, retweeting that live our daily lives with kindness and compassion. Couldn't, um, yep, let's just keep spreading it. And that's the other thing. I need, and it's got a hashtag, yes, Daniel Bryan. Um, let's do a, do a yes chant on kindness and compassion. Need people, though, to talk about that to their friends. It's not just good enough me sitting here saying it and maybe a small number of people listen. Um, but please, can we um, you know, just talk about it to our friends and um, make sure that we're all aware of the need to be doing this. Um, so, yeah, let's... Um, you know, sort of um, make sure that we try to do it. Okay, music, um, more more thereof. 
Um, here's a track that seems to link um, the segment we've just had. Welcome your thoughts on it, um, as per something like Linda. Um, through to the next segment, what will happen in Higgins? We've got one of the candidates, Carl Catter, will be on the line shortly. Um, will history be repeating? Shirley and the propeller heads will have a th- make us think about that while we get Carl on the line. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. The far-right groups of the True Blue Crew and the United Patriots Front want to rally in Melbourne to spread the racist ideology. Campaign Against Racism and Fascism has organised a counter-demonstration to oppose their politics of hate and division. Meet at the Parliament End of Burke Street at 11am on Sunday, the 26th of June and say no to racism and fascism. For more information, check out the Facebook page of Campaign Against Racism and Fascism. Calf is a 3CR supporter. Want to keep your radio radical? Well, it's not too late to donate to 3CR's 40th birthday radiothon and we still need your support. Call 94198377 or visit our website at 3cr.org.au. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street in Fitzroy during our office hours to pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. 3CR, 40 years of radical radio. Absolutely. Um, two things in those messages. Yes, if you are down at the rally against racism, um, let me know how it's going, whether it's peaceful or not so peaceful or whatever. Any news, um, pop under the... Facebook post on my page, Sally Goldner. would love to hear from you. And, of course, also, um, we didn't quite get to Out of the Pants Radiothon target last week. I'm a perfectionist. I want to achieve it. Please, um, if you can, donate more um, online at 3CR's website or during business hours, 613-9419-8377. Just heard musically before the two messages from... Shirley Bassey and the propeller heads, history um, repeating. Well, will history repeat in the seat of Higgins next Saturday? Will the remain a blue ribbon liberal seat with Kelly Dwyer? Will another candidate, um, an openly gay candidate like Jason Ball from the Greens get it? Or will another openly gay candidate like Carl Catter get be the winner? We'll find out, I suppose, um, possibly by in about a week's time. But let's have a, list, um, a chat now with someone on the line, and that is Carl Catter. Hey, Carl. Hey, Sally. How are you? All right. How are you? In those immortal electoral words, how's it going on the, the hustings? I love that word. <laughs> it's going very well. Um, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's an interesting race. It's, and it's very much a three-corner race. And um, it's, it's interesting to speak to voters who are just so happy that there's... Um, for years, they kind of feel that there hasn't been much of a diversity of options. And um, they don't seem to be very happy, understandably so. So... They're very, um, yeah, very happy that they've got some options this election. Well, yeah, um, you know, um, it does seem there's, you know, quite a, a great range of candidates, including, well, at least two openly um, GLBTI ones in yourself and Jason. 
um, which is um, really sort of an interesting one. And just um, having a look here. <laughs> yeah. It's not, you know, it's not necessarily a lecturer that you would think is a uh, heavily, and it's not, it's not a heavily populated LGBTI lecturer. And, and I was pre-selected, God, yonks ago, I think it was April last year. So it was common knowledge that I was running. So it was yeah. an interesting move by the Greens. But you know, or you know, more the merrier, I say, and it's all about representation. And you can't complain when you've got two openly gay candidates running in an election. Yeah, I'm an, in a, an electorate. Well, that's been traditionally liberal. And just having a look here on the ABC website, of course, Rebecca O'Brien from Marriage Equality is there, and you've got um, other choices: Darren Hinch, Liberal Democrats, Nick Xenophon, and Animal Justice. So, yeah, some of them look. are feeder parties for the Greens, but um, but yeah, it's great. great yeah. To see that. So you, there was a sort of meet the candidates type of meeting um, with um, a fair few of that of the eight candidates a couple of weeks ago, which I know Crikey reported on, and Dean Beck from Joy was the moderator, and I think there was someone else from one of the more right wing type of Christian Democrats parties who was sort of praised for their courage and honesty to turn up. But seriously, how did that go um, overall? Just in in Look, your thoughts. It, it was- great you know i mean i love talking about lgbti issues but i must say it was a really weird forum like globe from my understanding and experience with globe is it's a, a gay and lesbian business network um but it was um stacked by a lot of people from the asylum seeker center and um so there were a lot of questions on asylum seekers which was which was fine but i felt sorry for a lot of the um globe constituents who probably would have liked to have talked about Maybe more LGBTI issues and 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 business or commerce issues, but um, but in the end, it was really, it was a really good debate. Lots of lots of um, how would you say hearty conversations or statements, um, and um, yeah, and I got really good feedback. I was very happy, I must say, I, from a lot of people that I wouldn't have thought would have ever wanted to give positive feedback because of their political alliances. But um, yeah, I, I, I was told, you know, if there was any winners from the debate. I won the debate. So that's really, really comforting. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to get a bit of feedback. And it is good to see, as you say, that we, you know, we, you know, we can sort of do, well, I'll say a fair fight with, you know, that, you know, people who can put their politics sort of aside and say, well, okay, this person did the debate well. And, you know, look, I suppose there's a, you know, a few, a few points that come out of um, out of it. In terms of some of the issues debated, I mean, I think everyone's got a fair handle on the marriage issue now. You know, mm. Greens support it, Labor conscience vote, Liberals sort of know and want to put us through the plebiscite. I don't really want to go through that. I wanted to drill down <laughs> into some trans and gender diverse and bi issues. I mean, and a critical one at the federal level for trans and gender diverse is healthcare, including um, surgery. There's a Huge mm. out-of-pocket cost for trans mm. people having surgery in Australia, f- about $15,000 Australian for trans women. Um, and I understand that there's, for the first time, a, um, tr- a surgeon f- performing phalloplasty in Brisbane where the cost, which we always used to say was close to $100,000 to go overseas because it wasn't done in Australia, fifty to 70000 I mean, that's a huge discriminatory cost. What would oh, the ALP want to do about that and how quickly could it move if it was elected as, we'll say, either a minority or majority government um, next Sunday or next weekend? Well, I suppose, I suppose the bigger, bigger picture is that um, all of us, in, in all LGBTIQ people and so on, um, we all require health care. Yeah. We all need our safety net. And um, I'll be working hard to protect 
Medicare. But in regards to assistance, and, and uh, you know, I, I see the cost of that surgery very discriminatory. I totally agree with you. And um, I, would, I would fight for us addressing that and um, giving greater assistance through our healthcare system um, for, for that surgery. And I have concerns when the cost is so high here in Australia and people have to go overseas to what you could assume are sometimes uh, uh, not uh, the best practitioners um, or in the safest hands. I mean, we, we do have, you know, world-leading doctors um, here and, and, and a world-leading healthcare system. So, uh, firstly, you know, we've got to make sure that that... that, that is undertaken here in Australia, and the cost is um, not burdensome on the purse, purse individual undertaking that surgery. Yeah, so it's, it's a big one, but then there's also healthcare in general. I mean, whilst there's some initiatives at the state level to start ensuring generalist um, practice is more LGBTI inclusive in terms of for trans and gender diverse people, you know, pronouns and all that sort of, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of not touching body parts without consent, which apparently GPs are supposed to ask anyway, but apparently some don't. But oh, also, me. yeah, um, also other things. I mean, what would could be, would um, ALP want to do on that nationally, which does affect, well, um, trans and gender diverse, but also by people whose mental health is repeatedly worse, according to all the research we have from here and around the world, probably due to what I call double whammy discrimination, what um, general measures as part of LGBTI and bi-specific would Labor like to do um, to ensure that we get a fairer goal? First thing is just re-establishing some of those core services that have been defunded, especially for mental health. I mean, it's it's harrowing seeing um, a lot of those organisations that um, our community rely on to be defunded. So... Um, that'd be something that we'd be we'd be um, getting onto straight away. But uh, personally, I would probably be um, you know a, a strong well, not a probably I would be a strong advocate to make sure that we start um, if, if if the assistance hasn't been re-established or further assistance given that I would be fighting for that. But I know that one of the big things is refunding those safety nets for our community, and 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 that you know that will start to flow through from the Labor government. Fair enough. There's been two issues that have come up. There's some um, in relation to Labor's policy, and during the week we had the Rainbow Votes um, survey released, which um, compares answers from the three larger parties, Coalition, Greens and Labor, mm-hmm. and also asks other parties for their responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been some confusion as to whether Labor would um, you know, support a... Um, a, some sort of LGBTI commissioner and ministry. Um, what is your stance and the ALP's stance on that issue? Well, I must, I must say I haven't seen that, that report and I would have loved to have received it, so I'm going to have to track that down. But yeah. as far as I know, it, 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 Labor is, has, is very proud to say that we will establish, I don't know if the particular term is a commissioner, for equality, uh, as we've done at a state level, very similar to what's been done at the state level, at a federal level. Yeah. So, you know, it would be a, um, a commissioner for equality, just like Roe Allen, and it would be at a federal level. And it's very important, and I was so excited when we made that announcement. So I don't understand the confusion. We've made that announcement. We said we'll do it. And, and you know, um, I don't know of any confusion. And, and if I was fortunate enough to get up and and fight for our community, that would be one of the top things that I would be making sure um, happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, it does seem to be um, a bit unclear that um, 
you know, um, where, where's the, where's the, where is it, where has it become unclear? Is it, was it a statement from? I'm not too sure. Yeah, because no, so as far as I know, it's it's a clear. Yeah, so rainbowvotes.com.au, Section 3, LGBTI Representation Engagement, does say that Penny Wong and Mark Mark Dreyfus announced their commitment to an LGBTI discrimination commissioner, but in terms of some of the analysis of policies, it doesn't seem just quite as clear. But if you're committing to it, and it's in that um, sort of um, summary of answers um, from the three larger parties, then we'll go with it. But there has been yeah, a bit of no, debate well, look, about... I, you know, if, if, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, I believe you can be 100% sure if Dreyfus and Penny Wong made that statement. Um, I was happy to promote it. I was very excited about that statement. So, yeah, um, probably, yeah, um, yeah, I can say that I'll fight for it and I can say and um, that we'll, we'll follow through with that announcement. Fair enough. Um, and the other big issue, of course, which I don't think we can really run away with, run, run, run away from, is safe schools. I mean, it's been mm. such an, an interest, a horrendous situation over the last, you know, where are we, five months or so, um, and um, you know that um, the, the question is, will the ALP refund the safe schools program at a national level and re-establish? the resources that were there prior, we'll say, to about February this year um, before all the um, the misinformation from the extreme right started. Oh, it's an, yeah, yeah. And that's the, that's the thing, you know, this is, this is one area that the extreme right can try and, um, you know, uh, promote their cause. I think, it, you know, their, their, their angst and division created around safe schools also feeds into their angst and division about the plebiscite um, but yeah, it's it's awful that they've kind of got traction on it, and and what the federal government has done uh, at a state level. Of course, we've um, we've uh, promised uh, Andrew's government has promised that we'll keep it, um, and that you know he wants to support it federally. And I know that at a federal level, we want we we believe it has a real role, as Shorten has said, he's a big supporter of safe schools. And uh, yeah, as far as I know, we will re-establish it and re refund it. So, and, and and that shouldn't be a problem because originally we had all the states on board, so I can't see that changing. Yeah. Um, you know, um, yeah. So I can and I can say that that's what we're going to do. But it's hard. It's hard because I don't know if any further announcements have made have been made since Bill Shorten had said that he would um, that we would re-establish it and that what was going on and and what the Liberals were doing was pretty pretty disappointing. Oh, to put, one could say, put it mildly, and I suppose. Yeah, no, I <laughs> that, you know, this leads to another question, which I wanted to put to you. I've been contacted during the week by parents of trans kids, and I mean, there's an issue in itself. And I know the Labor Party is committed to doing what it has to do to get the um, stage two puberty blockers out of the family court, which is great. But what's mm. bothering me is that these parents are having. Um, transphobic, queerphobic attacks on their personal Facebook pages from extreme right people. Um, what could um, the federal the federal parliament do, including um, and the ALP, that might um, you know respond to that more specifically? Um, but also generally, what sort of values can be promoted? Because I find that incredibly distressing. It's bad enough that there's been these attacks on Ros Ward, but mm. you could argue Ros as a spokesperson you know, might be more visible. But these are just average punters, you know, who are copying this. Awful. Um, yeah, what what I mean, would you just, like to see happen? 
Well, I, you know, this is this, you know, this is where I suppose the, you know, the Tories hate the idea, or sorry, the Liberals hate the idea, and the government hate the idea of protections against that kind of discrimination. But you know, Labor believes in those protections, so we'd have to investigate what kind of level of protections we could have. Would it be in the domain of, say, social media? Um, and you know, that generally those kind of offensive things can actually be addressed by, say, if it's on Facebook, is by approaching Facebook. But that's not a that's not a safe that's not an appropriate safeguard as far as I'm concerned. So there would have to be investigations on how we could further strengthen strengthen our um, discrimination uh, laws, um, because uh, as, you know that that pretty much fits into the same category of um, racism, as far as I'm concerned, or racial vilification, sex, sexuality vilification, even if they're just, even if they're the parents of trans kids, they are still being exposed to that and should be able, should fall under that cate- that category. But I don't think we have that many protections at the moment for parents of of, 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 of trans kids. So it'd be something I'd like to investigate. And it might be something you'd know more about than me, Sally. Well, yeah, look, um, you know, with my sort of day job hats on, as, a, as distinct from my 3CR hat on, certainly something we want to work on without question. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah. because this is just not good enough, but it, I suppose... Oh, it's it, horrible. You know, the parents... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it makes me sick thinking about it. Yeah, look, you're right. They're under enough stress as it is, mm. um, trying to deal, you know, look after themselves and their trans and gender diverse children if the children are at minor level. But even, mm. you know, as some... I, when, um, so as I'm thinking very quickly, yesterday was Trans Family, the monthly meeting for parents, family, friends of trans um, with trans children or trans relatives. Um, we're not we put a broad definition on family, and it just mm. it is a huge strain level. So um, something that you know can add to their support would be yeah. welcome. All right, and, um, thank you very much for bringing it to my attention because it's something I, I you know I yeah. haven't, haven't heard of before, but I can I can definitely see it happening, and, and it's something yeah. yeah I'd like to if I'm once again if I'm fortunate enough I mean I'm just a candidate but if I'm fortunate enough to be the um uh, be you know elected it's something I'd like to catch up with the community about and get the ball rolling on because that's yeah greatly concerning and I don't think we have have the right protections there. Yeah, look, and it leads to perhaps my last question before I'd better wrap it up, and that is that, you know, um, regardless of politics, Jason Ball had some of his, um, you know, posters defaced in a homophobic way. Um, mm. How's it been going? You know, have you faced any of that at any any point? And also, I mean, politics is a rough and tumble game, and mm. sometimes the mm. sort of nice, you know, the sort of people we need in there probably get put off by it. How's that been going for you just generally as well? Oh well, you know, I've experienced the same. We've had we've had posters defamed, etc. Um, you know, as you say, this is politics. Um, you, you hear some pretty nasty things often, and but for me, um, you know, I've been I've been campaigning since I was six six year old. So <laughs> I, you know, I, it's like water off a duck's back, and and of course you're going to create enemies. And you know, I, I, I've copped a fair bit in my time because I've stood up strong. I've stood up. I've even stood up strong sometimes. Um, towards people within our community who I don't feel are doing the right thing or who have said the wrong thing. And you you do, you cop it. But if you're not doing anything, Sally, and if you're not making an impact, you don't cop it. (laughs) That's true. So it's a reflection of you actually doing some stuff. And I know that your advocacy has been amazing. You know, Victoria is in a great position because of your hard work. And I don't think you've, you've, you know, got by without 
some abuse and, and, and horrible things said to you from time to time. Um, but look, I'm not the type of person... I, I believe we, don't, we shouldn't give those people oxygen. And yeah. so, I, 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 you know, the last thing I was going to do was run to the media. Um, yeah. But I will say, and, and you know, I, it has disturbed me greatly, um, I have received some homophobic abuse from Green supporters and, we, and, and, and abuse where they've been happy to put their names to it. And um, that disturbs me greatly. Um, it's not surprising because I do believe, you know, that uh, that no political party's perfect and, and, you know, there's a lot of parties out there who take the high moral ground, very pious in their approach to things. But, you know, there's always some nasty, creepy people out there. <laughs> um, but, look, it's politics. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd rather talk about policy and I even turned down a few interviews on that subject to talk about policy and talk about what I want to do for the people on the ground. Because in the end, Malvern, Higgins, wherever it is in Higgins, is a very safe, accepting area, and these are just one-offs. And um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think it's it's a common reflection of the people within the electorate. And um, you know, yeah, that's my two bob. Yeah, <laughs> and if you have it, well, you know, if it is a safer base, then you can do something from it. All right, look, better leave it there. Um, thanks, Carl. Sorry. Thanks for your time. All the best um, for next weekend, and to all candidates, of course. Um, Hope it, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, just um, that it is the fairest fight possible, I think, is all we really ask for. That's and we'll, it. All, we'll all know more by this in a week's time from the time of this live broadcast. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to um, the 2nd of July. Yeah, either way, I think, yeah. All right. Then, exactly. Um, thanks for your time, Carl. And, um, yeah, have a good final week on, uh, let's start where we've finished where we started, on the hustings. Thanks, Carl. That's it. Bye, Sally. Take care. Carl Catter, ALP candidate for Higgins. Um, so over the course of the campaign, we have had um, you know, the Greens, the Equality Party and the ALP. Um, running, obviously, no more time now, but, um, you know, sort of um, we, um, you know, now, um, you know, we'll know by next week. Um, hit the coffee and see what happens. All right, let's have a couple of tracks. Um I have to play this one today, um, both on the national, political and, well, in relation to Brexit. Um, um, totally gorgeous, featuring the vocals of Penelope Swales, Strangers and Foreigners, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, Out of the Pan with Sally. What do you think of when you hear the word drugs? Medicine. Medicine. Uh, recreational. There's lots of things, isn't there? <laughs> Covers all sorts of stuff, doesn't it? It's a bad thing, but... I don't know, people get good feelings off of Fun. Entheogenesis. Stupid. Fun. Youth. Yeah, fun. Uh, bad. <laughs> Dirty syringes. Shake my head. <laughs> Cocaine. Hater. Scourge. I'm agreeing with him. Trouble or maybe addiction, something like that. Something I don't relate to at all, I don't understand. Party time. Well, generally, sort of loser. If you think of that, recreational drug. I don't know, drugs, bad. Medicine. Help people. Helping people with their conditions, whatever that may be. What is the drug user? Who is this person a drug user? And Psychedelia. We're here to rethink the psychoactive paradigm. Sunday afternoons on 3CR, 2 till 3pm. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pan sexual issues and knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. 
Prior to the message, we heard from two tracks, um, Totally Gorgeous, um, um, which Linda Kirk, Linda has um, said thanks for playing Strangers and Foreigners by Totally Gorgeous. And we heard Katie Lang doing the Willie Nelson classic Three Days. Um, um, Katie, of course, a member of the Rainbow Community and also Friday, July the 1st, Canadian National Day. Have a moose head for me. Oops, sorry, I just did cash for comments. I'm sorry. Have a Canadian beer for me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do it safely, of course. Um, a few bit more few more minutes to um, just discuss a few other things. As we always do, things what are coming up um, in the community. Um, so FTM Sheds on this afternoon, the last Sunday of the month for trans men. Um, check out transshedboys.com if you're someone recorded female at birth um, who um, has some sense of male identity or possibly expression. And the good people there will um, get in touch with you. For polyamorous people, people in multiple ethical relationships or those supporting them, the polysocial is at the terminus in Clifton Hill, as it is from 5.30 onwards. And next Tuesday um, is the Bi Discussion Group at um, at the Great Northern, seems to be, it's back, the new home, sort of, it's all a bit like the Who, make the new venue, same as the old venue for both the poly and bi groups. And Bent TV on, um, as always, on Friday night, on this coming Friday, which is July the 1st. Um, so, yes, um, uh, if you don't go out, you can stay in and watch Bent TV on Canadian National Day. Genderqueer Australia on the first Saturday of the month in the city. Check out genderqueer.org.au. Well, impossible this week, um, or last couple of weeks, not to mention Eddie Maguire and um, as much as probably people would like us not to, but I just find I really have to say that this has just been utterly bizarre. Many there's now a petition out there to sack him, um, but um, what gets me is in the last few days, Eddie, according to one report, Eddie McGuire, by his own description, emotionally and physically flattened after he publicly pilloried the ages. Caroline Wilson on radio has sought refuge in warmer climes. He's now enjoying a ten a lavish ten day party in Europe hosted by billionaire businessman Lindsay Fox. Now at the start of the show talked about selfishness. He's physically and emotionally flattened Eddie. The people, the females who get um, physically and emotionally flattened by abuse, by sexual harassment, um, they're really a bit more flattened than you are. And most of them don't have the money to go off to warmer Europe and to go to the northern solstice and um, have a lavish party because most of them are struggling, could be homeless and in refuges. I'm sorry, but I'm just not quite buying into that. Thank you very much. Um, You've got to wonder how many chances you can give this person. I don't care how powerful a person is, but when you keep screwing up, and let's remember Eddie screwed up in about 2009-10, over the um, when broadcasting Winter Olympics with Mick Malloy about remarks about figure skaters, and then there was um, the Adam Good stuff, and now there's been um, these issues as well. You know we've got the we've got the the bad hat trick homophobia, um, racial and similar prejudice, and now prejudice against women. Um, with apologies to Paul Keating, you can um, put the yobbo in Turak, but you can't take the yobbo out of the yobbo. Um, really enough is enough. And it's interesting, the only person who's left to defend him, if I can be a little dry-humoured about it, Sam Newman. Gee, not exactly someone I'd want rushing to support me in such a situation. So, yeah, I think we can do a bit better than that. 
Um, so, um, there it is. Um, let's, as I say, think about a country where we respect people, where we come up with win-win solutions, where we um, certainly don't drag people down in any way. And let's um, make sure we're not selfish. Um, let's think about other people. And, you know, look, regardless of party, does seem there are increasing numbers of at least lesbian and gay candidates um, in this election. I also do know of some trans candidates. Um, one did make a late decision to run for the Australian Equality Party. That's um, Elizabeth, who's running in Melbourne Ports. Um, good luck to them. As I've often said with tongue-in-cheek myself, um, I've been silly enough to think about running for politics. I just haven't been silly enough to do it. But seriously, I think it is good for visibility and if it's what you want to do and you can, I think the critical part is reconcile your LGBTI needs with those of your party slash ideology, go for it. Visibility is good. Are quotas the answer? Well, they're not the whole answer. Any society or organisation has to change its cultural attitudes and this is where I'm a little critical of um, some organisations in our own community who call for it. Have they done the work themselves? Have a look at their boards and let's see if they have. You'll find most of the, um, some of these organisations have boards, that is the majority of which are still cisgender, gay males and probably other attributes that I can't think of. If you're going to say you value diversity, you've got to walk the talk. As some, a, manager, a good manager of mine said to me a few years ago, the real measure of any organisation is not how, what it um, um, achieves or claims to achieve in the world, it's how it treats its own people. I think we'll leave the show there for the week and let's see how we treat ourselves as a country in the coming week. Better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Take it out today appropriately with Shane Howard from one of my favourite albums of all time, River, and Heart of My Country. Does anyone make decisions of conscience anymore is one of the lines in there. Let's hope Australia can collectively um, vote with its conscience as opposed to its ego or its hip pocket um, to some extent on Saturday or if you are pre-voting um, in the next week. I'll leave it there. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. <laughs>